This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Russian airstrikes hit multiple cities in Ukraine today. The attacks make this a normal day for Ukraine as 2022 comes to an end. In Lviv in the West, the mayor said this morning 90% of the city is without power. More strikes hit the capital Kiev and also in Kharkiv to the northeast, which is where we find NPR's Tim Mack, who's covered much of this war. Hey there, Tim. Hey there. Good morning. What's it like there? Well, we heard multiple explosions this morning and actually... As we're sitting and anticipating this air alert, you can kind of almost predict these explosions happening. The light kind of flickers a little bit. And then a few seconds later, you hear the explosion catch up to you and you hear Mm. this big boom. Now, we don't know what's been targeted this morning. But yesterday here in Kharkiv, two strikes hit the city's energy infrastructure. The temperature has been hovering around freezing over the last week. And this bitter wind makes life here just that much harder. The Ukrainians pushed the Russian military out of this region, the region of Kharkiv, in September in this flash counteroffensive. But there is still concern here that the Russians could be back soon. I spoke to the brigadier general that's in charge of the defense of this region, Serhiy Melnik. He says Putin still has the same ambitions despite losing initial battles in Ukraine and that they have intelligence that shows that the Russian military is mobilizing again for another possible attack. Meanwhile, the energy issues have been particularly serious in the capital city of Kyiv, and they have been since October when Russia really started focusing on Ukraine's power system. There's a lot of tension and anticipation in the air about additional strikes around New Year's. Well, how do people adjust when the war becomes a daily reality? You know, people are so adaptable. They look at the blackouts as a near daily matter. I mean, this morning at breakfast, we heard this big explosion. The lights kind of flickered for a little bit. Then the backup power kicked in. The music stopped for a second and then just kind of started up again abruptly. I mean, generators here, power cafes, and local business people who have been unable to find work inside of Ukraine are looking to clients abroad to make up the difference. And now Yaroslav Trofimov owns a cafe and club in Odessa, and he says small business owners like himself have to spend thousands of dollars on generators. Then I take a calculator, and I just do small math, and I see they will maybe spend two years covering the price of a generator, so why do they uh, still do a coffee? They do a coffee because maybe they just don't want to give up. And the national economy needs them not to give up. Ukrainian economists still estimates that the country's GDP has declined by one-third, which would be devastating to any country under any circumstances. But this is actually better than the most dire predictions from the outset of the war. And next year, the International Monetary Fund actually expects the Ukrainian economy to stabilize. What do you hear from the front lines where things have not been that stable? The battle lines have not moved significantly over the last couple of weeks, but there's been fighting over areas in the south and east of the country. Now, at the moment, there are enormous amounts of munitions being used by both sides, but without the sort of sudden advances that we've seen earlier this year. Meanwhile, the death toll is climbing. The UN estimated this week that nearly 7,000 civilians have been killed over the past 10 months. But it also acknowledges that the actual tally is probably much higher, since data from Russian-occupied areas is hard to come by. And that makes negotiating an end to the war really very difficult.
NPR's Tim Mack in Kharkiv as 2022 nears an end. Tim, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.